Las Vegas, famous, fabulous playground of the West. A wide open town that never goes to sleep. You're in and you're out. Right now. My best mates are going to Las Vegas this weekend. I'm told it's incredible. Las Vegas, here we go! Pack your bags. And get ready. You're going to Vegas. With someone who knows Vegas inside and out. This is Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast. Have you ever made a mistake, something stupid, where you go, oh my God, how am I going to fix this? And you got to bring in an expert to really fix it. Silly, I am an expert. That's right. Well, <laughs> but that doesn't mean that I can't make mistakes. And I have uh, unfortunately spelled a couple of things wrong in the past. And <laughs> you get real creative on how to uh, move that U and turn it into an A or whatever you just did. So, well, uh, this you is, gotta... <laughs> you're listening to Dirk Vermin. Well, Dirk Vermin, you're the one person that can cure one of these problems. I mean, you went around and you hunted out some of the worst tattoos and it made a great television show that was on A&E called Bad Ink. I understand in Las Vegas it's not hard. Hard to find bad tattoos. Is that right? Um, you know that whole thing was so scripted and staged. There's there there was no. I've never I've never gone on the strip looking for a tattoo in my life. That was written by a writer in New York. <laughs> so, okay. Well, then, well so, we learn. We learn. That's well, how these reality welcome, shows. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to reality TV. But yeah, um, it was fun. But it was entertainment. Uh, I, I did cover. Um, you know, I fixed bad tattoos on A and E for a couple of years. Uh, some of them were put on by the makeup department that morning, but that was a whole other story. Did wonders for my reputation in the industry, <laughs> but uh, it's television. Yeah, it's not doing wonders for my thoughts of reality TV. I gotta tell you, <laughs> well, I, I will. I will tell you one hundred percent, one hundred percent of anything you're watching on any reality TV show. Uh, if, if it's not scripted, it was at least at least produced. Filming television is very expensive, so. They don't just follow you around with cameras hoping to catch something. They're catching what was on the call sheet that morning when you show up and you go, oh, we're going to be here from here to here. You're going to meet this person, and then we do lunch. There's no accidents on reality TV. It's all all uh, handled by producers and writers. So, Well, and that's good to know. But people need to know that unlike some of the other folks on reality TV, say the Kardashians or some, you really are a great tattoo artist, and you have a great place in Las Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, and, and I have a nice butt, too. Kim doesn't own it. She doesn't own that. <laughs> well, 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 tell me, I mean, okay, one of the things i got to ask, and this may have been totally sure. scripted, but apparently you turned a tattoo of Charlie Manson into Frankenberry. I love that. How do you that, go about that, doing that? that, that was, yeah, that was in my real life. That was, a, that was a tattoo probably I did close to 20 years ago. Yeah, that was, uh, that was an interesting one, for sure. Who... Puts a tattoo on of Charlie Manson. That's just yeah, a, a young, angry punk rocker who then grows up, has a daughter, and has to explain why he has a mass murder on his arm. And so now we, we throw a serial monster on there. He doesn't have to explain anything. <laughs> well, yeah. well, thank God we have somebody that can do that. I mean, Frankenberry is certainly better to look at than Charlie. That's for sure. I would hope so, for sure. And, and it makes you smile. So I, I like tattoos that make you smile. And not everything has to be, you know, skulls and dragons. Once in a while, a tattoo can just be something fun. Well, you know, you're an interesting guy because they would look at your arms and stuff, and you've got all this great ink on your arms and so forth. And yet, you're like you call yourself a soccer mom. You've got your kids there and stuff. <laughs> it's kind of an interesting uh, thing. I mean, do the other soccer moms look at you and go, "Hmm, interesting"? Yeah, back, back in the day, my kids are a little older now, um, but yeah, I got a soccer mom tattoo 
when my uh, daughters were both in soccer, and it was just it was a funny conversation. They, they they reenacted it on TV, and it was nothing to do with what actually happened. But I was I was literally at a soccer game talking to a mom, and I said, you know, it's funny. I, I became what I used to hate, and she goes, what's that? I go, I'm a soccer mom, and she starts cracking up, and I said, you know what? That's my next tattoo. <laughs> so I had uh, Ray J at my shop, drew it up. Uh, he's a big soccer guy, and so. Uh, it, it's got flames coming off of it and a banner, and in nice pink letters, it says "Soccer Mom," and I wear it proudly for sure. Well, you know, you have a really well-known tattoo powers, partly because of the old TV show, and partly because sure. of great, you know, uh, your great reputation. It's called the Pussycat Tattoo Parlor. Okay, so do people come hunting you out? They've seen the show or they've heard about your great work. Do, do they try to bring you impossible tasks, or, or what is that not, like? Not anymore. I'm pretty vocal about my distaste for the show and, and, and letting people know. Um, I, can I cuss on your show, or i got to be careful here? Nah, go ahead. <laughs> okay. I have a sign that hangs in my shop, and it's beautiful, hand-painted, and it says right on top, A&E's Bad Ink. 100% <laughs> fake, as seen on TV. And it's a beautiful sign that I hand painted, and it's got a it's got a networking executive with devil horns and a big bag of money and a middle finger pointed right at you, which I took off an actual executive's uh, driver's license photo. <laughs> so, <laughs> that is that is how they're wired. There is not a more lying, ugly industry in the world than television. I will go on record with that with no problem. I could care less if I've ever watched TV again. Did you have a different vision of it, Dirk, when you uh, decided to get into all this? That you thought it was going to be something or what? Well, when, when they when they fly you to New York and they put you up at the Roosevelt and you're in your and you're having these meetings, it's very exciting. And and they they've done their research and they're telling you what you want to hear. You know, we we love who you are. We love the personality. We love that you're a father. Um, and it really took a while for me to, to talk to them into letting me even put my kids on the show. It's something I regretted almost immediately. They were bullied a little at school and things like that. And fame is not uh, not fun. Even taking my kids to Disneyland was a hassle uh, because people taking pictures and being stopped every few minutes. It, it's not, and, you, and that doesn't pay the bills. That's just an after effect because reality TV don't pay. Trust me. Wow. <laughs> sure, yeah. So really. So, so back to yeah. Back to your original question. Yeah, they still come in the shop, and, and the show ran worldwide, and it just got, you know, it was in Germany last year, Italy this year. So, unfortunately for A&E and for me, I don't endorse the show. I don't want anything to do with it. So when people come to the parlor, they're expecting that guy and a wacky sidekick who doesn't exist. He's not part of my real life. He was just uh, put on the show to kind of soften my image and, and give me a reason to talk about tattoos. So they put a, another guy next to me. We don't say his name. So, um he, but he's not part of my real life. So people come into the shop and they think they're watching the documentary, and I tell them point blank, none of it's real. It was all it was all staged and fake, and they're and they're so hurt. And I go, if you have a problem with it, call A and E. They're the one. It's a product. I was playing a character on a television show for entertainment purposes that just happened to work his ass off doing tattoos because I did do a lot of tattooing on that TV show. So you know, by the time it was done, I was really disillusioned with the whole thing. I wanted out at the end of season one. Uh, they didn't want to let me go, and so season two I did, but I had a ton of restrictions. You're going to pay me for my tattooing, and no more fake tattoos on this show, or or I walk. And so they listened, and then by the end of it, they labeled me hostile talents, which I found out is a legal term for who I became, and the name of my new band. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, Dirk, the thing is, though, 
I think they missed an opportunity. Don't you think if they'd have kind of let you go, have I mean, you've got a great sense of humor, you have some fun with this. People don't expect their tattoo artist to be uh, necessarily, you know, a, a phony p- partner friend sure. thing that they try to do. Why don't they just let you go? I think they could have had something there. Yeah, because because uh, television is very simplistic, and once they find a, a formula, uh, they stick with it because people, the, the way that they view their audience is very simplistic. And unfortunately, there may be some truth to that, because you, you're talking about middle America and, and a little bit on the coast, uh, people that just watch these shows, and they absorb it, and they think Honey Boo Boo's the greatest thing in the world. They yeah. think the Kardashians are role models, and, and these people are not, they're not real. What's going on is, is not real, but they, the network says, okay, here's our formula. You're going to, so, you know, your, your, your buddy's going to get a call from a girl. And then you're going to go to a bar meter, and then he disappears, and you go tattoo for 14 hours. That's the show. What uh, what I was good at was improv, and because and, and, you're put in a situation, and you're talking to the person. So let me see your tattoo, and you have to point and laugh, which I've never done. But but that was the formula. Yeah. He shows the tattoo before commercial. I point and laugh. We come back from commercial. They show it, and then i got to fix it. And, and that was it. So it's a very simplistic formula. They do not like going out, uh, varying from that very much once they get the, the formula that they're comfortable with. So, so when yeah, somebody comes... Shoulda, shoulda, shoulda. Well, <laughs> when somebody comes into the, to the parlor and they start doing this stuff because they've seen the show and they don't know much sure. about you, do you have to kind of sit them down, hold on, this isn't what's going to happen here? Oh, yeah. I just say, I'm, I'm not... They go, hey, man, you're going to laugh at this tattoo. I go, I promise I'm not. That, that was the TV thing. Oh, no, you're going to laugh. I said, I promise I'm not. And they show me the tattoo. I go, oh, that's not that bad. I wouldn't even touch it. So they're a little disappointed, but I'm sorry. I don't, no, one, no one paid me enough to endorse a phony product, and I will not lie to people and, and let them think that I, that I care about that because that was something I did in 2013 and 2014. Right. So the fact it went into reruns and now worldwide, that's none of my business. I didn't make any money on that. That's, that belongs to A&E Television. That is their product. That ink is a product that is theirs. They made money on it. I was hired to, to be, you know, the, the, the face of it, and then the story has revolved around me and some of the things in my life. But, you know, at the end of the day, it was just, it was just a product. We'll be back in just a minute, but if you're like me, you love music in Las Vegas. I I really enjoy it, okay? I mean, and it's not just Sinatra, although that's great, and Elvis singing about Las Vegas, and Dean Martin and all the Rat Pack guys, but there's also people like Liberace to today, Elton John, Panic at the Disco, all singing about Las Vegas and bringing the place to life. Well, that soundtrack is part of a thing called Brilliant that's at the Neon Museum in Las Vegas. First of all, if you've never been to the Neon Museum, you got to go. And if you have been there, you know how good it is. But you want to see this new show. It's called Brilliant. It's on its sunset every Wednesday through Monday, every week. It takes about 30 minutes. You want to buy your tickets in advance because people are just breaking down the doors to see this. It's $23, and you can get them at neonmuseum.org. The Neon Museum, well worth a visit just north of downtown Las Vegas. We are talking with Dirk Vermin, tattoo artist and former host of the cable hit Bad Ink. Unfortunately. Well, yeah, and I guess the one good thing is at least when people go there, for whatever reason, at least they're going to one of the best tattoo parlors in town, that's for sure. And that's yeah. a good thing for them, you know. So. Yeah, and, and it is. We've been there since uh, 1997, so we're, we're going into our 20th year. Uh, first custom shop in Vegas history, very proud of that. And I built that place from scratch. Uh, very, very proud of that. I did not need television to, to build my reputation. I did have to fix my reputation after television, but I was able to do that by just being 
honest. And so, you know, you can't argue with an honest man because I own it. I'm like, yeah, it was fake. What do you want me to do? And they're like, oh, well, you shouldn't have done it. I said, yeah, I probably shouldn't have, but I did. So what do you want to do? <laughs> you, take all the, yeah. you take all the power away from your critics, whereas I think the network would have preferred that I kept my mouth shut. In fact, I know they would have preferred that because I was dismissing their product, which does hurt their bottom line. And it's, it's only about money. It has nothing to do with integrity or anything else. That's the fact. So. Well, if we're going to come down there and we want to get a tattoo and people are, sure. you know, and we go to Vegas, sometimes that happens. Hey, I want to remember this trip and so forth. I understand you have some things you will do and some things you won't. What are kind of the rules on that when you talk to somebody if you're coming in? Well, if it's, if it's me personally, I'm at a point in my career, I only tattoo what I want to tattoo. So I, I love doing like American traditional and pinup girls and, and, and fun tattoos, uh, if people come in and they want anything that I'm not comfortable with, whether it's, uh, you know, content or style, uh, they, I just say, no, I don't, I don't want to do it. I don't have to say yes. Uh, but I, when it comes down to, you know, like trends that are, that are happening with, whether it's an infinity symbol or the birds flying off the wrist or, or just whatever is, is popular this year, um, or watercolor tattoos, which I despise. I think they just look like clown bonnet. They're awful and they will not last. So the answer is no, I won't do it. Um, but you can get pretty much any style in my shop. I have, uh, you know, Rogerio Silva works for me. is uh, amazing Japanese. Riley Baxter does incredible cover-up work, and he kind of has to because people come in thinking that's all we do. Um, but but it's getting less and less. The, the shop is known as a custom shop, and you can come in and get any style you want. But yeah. as far as tattoos, I won't do. I mean, obviously, I won't do any racist things or anything silly like that. But no one's asking me for that, so it's it's kind of a, you know... It's a stand I don't need to make anymore. So. Right. Well, and you, yeah. you and, and all the folks down there, actually, I mean, you guys are artists in your own right. I mean, so you kind of have to have that integrity. You don't want your name associated with something that's going to be considered junk or tasteless or what have you. Well, I, I thought we were done talking about the TV show. <laughs> <laughs> you don't like reality TV. Boy, I think we got that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But, yeah, no, we, uh, we're very proud of the fact that you come in and you get full custom work. And the tattoo you are getting is the tattoo that was drawn for you by an artist who took the time and the care. We are appointment only for a reason. Um, and, and I just could not be more proud of my shop. It really, you know, it, it's half my life has been on, in that building. It's kind of crazy. Absolutely. And Vegas is a good location for you, right? I mean, you're happy to be there, I would imagine. Yeah, well, I mean, we're, you, this is probably, I believe, from something I read on the Internet, so it must be true. Uh, the second uh, largest tattooed city uh, in America after Miami. Uh, so there is a lot of tattoo parlors out there, a lot of competition. But at the end of the day, you know, longevity and people knowing that they can rely on us, we're always going to be there. Uh, it means a lot. And our customer base is huge and they are loyal. So it, it, we're very lucky. You know, Dirk, one thing that interests me is you do, you're real honest about the fact that you can make mistakes. You can misspell something like that. Sure. I think a lot of people figure that's an impossibility. So I, I guess the, the one good thing is if you do, you can fix it. Yeah, I do know how to cover up my own work. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel bad for artists who have to cover my work because, man, my lines stay. They really do. But uh, that only happens to tattoo artists when we get too busy or you just you have a you have a brain freeze you know you just kind of you're working on design and it's usually something like spelling and uh you know so i'm really careful but i haven't misspelled something in years but um but it happens if you're a tattoo artist of any any length of time in the industry you've misspelled something at least once and uh it's just it's it just happens not very often thank god you know well and one thing i wanted to ask is you know some of the people out there 
having a, an, a you know kind of an aversion to pain. There is some pain in this, right? I mean, if you're going to have it done, it's it's not going to be painless, I would imagine. No, and that's you know uh, the pain is part of the ritual, and I think unfortunately with. Uh, Younger people today, everybody wants things now. They just think, well, I'll just get it lasered off. Oh, is there, do you guys have numbing cream and all that stuff? And every, nobody wants to earn the tattoo. But uh, the pain is a huge part of the ritual because you physically go through this, this thing where you're, you know, you're getting a beautiful piece of artwork put on your body. It hurts to get it put on and, and hurts more in other areas than, than others. You know, some, some are more better than worse. But it's, you know, you've earned it. And so that pain, it's all part of it. And do you find the folks, some of them at least, do the old, what I would call the gun smoke method is where it's going to hurt, so I'll take a few shots before. And, oh, I, uh, well, I take, I take a shot of whiskey before I tattoo you. So, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I, I have no problem with you taking a shot of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> now, in addition to all this, and this is a fun thing, and we're going to tell people how to get there and stuff, but also you're a guitarist and singer, right? In the group. Of- yeah, I was in a band called The Vermin for 20 years, put mm-hmm. out about five albums. I've been playing in Las Vegas for uh, over 30 years. Uh, I have a new band called uh, Dirk Vermin and the Hostile Talent. We are recording an album uh, in September uh, for uh, a late late year release, um, and just yeah, I've been I've been doing it for as long as I've been around. Metal music, I would assume. Uh, it's more like punk. Ah, okay. So kind of, if you like the Ramones, that kind of thing, it's yeah, it's, absolutely, yeah, that, that kind of punk. It's not it's not like hardcore, thousand miles an hour. I mean, we play pretty fast, but it's it's melodic. I like writing around choruses and verses and. And making a song that has uh, that sticks in your head for sure. I love that. And then I understand you were going to put together a book. Is that still on the uh, the yeah, docket? Yeah, I have uh, I have a book in the works uh, called The Devil and Dirk Furman. It's uh, it's about you know my time on on, on reality television and, and kind of what what actually happened, which is a fascinating story. And also uh, about growing up in Vegas when I did. It, it's not so much an autobiography; it's more like uh, excerpts from a life. And, uh, and lots of opinions. I'm very, very opinionated, and I don't mind telling you. So uh, there's uh, some social commentary as well. It's been good for my soul to kind of, uh, you know, go, go through these times and put them down on paper, and, and then you can kind of let it go and, and move on. Uh, so I'm looking for uh, hopefully a January release. Uh, but, yeah, I'll talk more about that uh, when I know a little bit more. Yeah, well, we'll have follow. to get you back on to talk about the book. Sure. I can't wait. But in the meantime, let's tell folks how to get to the tattoo parlor. Well, first of all, you don't just go there. you got to make an appointment, right? So what do you, what's, what's the process? What do you have to do? Uh, you, you can give us a shop a call or you can hit anybody up on you know social media. Uh, if we're at 4972 South Maryland Parkway, southeast corner of Maryland Parkway in Tropicana, kind of down from the airport, university area. Um but, yeah, the best thing to do is if you have the time, come in, talk to an artist. You know, look on our Instagram page or our Facebook and see whose work you like. Um, I personally don't take on very many new clients, and I do not do cover-ups anymore. I absolutely refuse to do that. Uh, it still feels like I'm working for the network, you know. Yeah, exactly. But, um, but I do, you know, I, I have a, an amazing clientele base uh, who are very patient uh, in waiting for me and very loyal uh, while I get television. And now that I've uh, not doing television, I kind of went back to work. Uh, yeah, me and the IRS have a lot of uh, similar financial interests. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, so I kind of need to, you know, make sure they get their their, their cut. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like what Red Fox when he used to be down in Vegas. I I, I can imagine. Well, you know, it's oh, yeah. he, got, he got in a lot of trouble. I, I we used to go see him over to Hacienda, 
and then he had a little junkyard kind of based on Sanford and Son. It was uh, like a little antique store, but it was just junk uh, over on Eastern and uh, Russell. And he was there for, for a little bit. And then he just died. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate. I guess that's one way to end the whole deal with the IRS. But yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I, I'm hoping I can just uh, you know just pay it off eventually. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> well, we're going to come down there, and oh, and your website again, Dirk, for people is you know anyone can find me at uh, from DirkVerman dot com. Uh, that will take everyone to you know the Pussycat site and to social media, Instagram, all that stuff. So easy to remember: D I R K B E R M I N dot com. Thanks so much, Dirk. Look forward to talking with you again when the book comes out. Anytime, man. This was great. I appreciate your time. You've been listening to Vegas Never Sleeps with Stephen Maggi, the podcast, with new shows loaded twice weekly. Got a guest idea? Email us at info at VegasNeverSleeps.com and catch the show live every Sunday, 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, coast to coast on the BizTalk Radio Network.